Happy, happy Thursday, or maybe it's Wednesday where you are. Either way, this is our seventh visit to the self-improvement room and I am, oh, I'm feeling vulnerable today because I said that I'd share my story with you and I keep putting it off a little bit, uh, mainly because it does make me feel quite vulnerable. But today is the day. So if you are wanting to feel better about yourself and your life, then this is the right place for you to be. This is the right episode for you to listen to. So let's head to the self-improvement room and make you feel better. Hey, I'm Christy Davis and this is the self-improvement room, just a place where we can hang out, where we can chat about life. I can give you my experience. I can give you the stuff that I've learned, which I've had a lot of epiphanies lately, so I cannot wait to share that stuff with you. And it's a place for you to just take a moment out just for you, just to think differently about things, get out of that kind of same thought process that no doubt lands you a lot of times in hot water (laughs) or in an unhappy place. Now, today I want to talk about something, as I said, that it makes me feel incredibly vulnerable. So I hope you'll be gentle with me and then maybe in turn you'll be more gentle with yourself. Because this stuff is embarrassing for me to talk about and when I wrote this, and I'm starting to feel it right now, come on, (laughs) but when I wrote this, uh, I had a lot of tears because it's really the first time that I've taken time to talk about uh, any of my struggles and if you hear my voice go funny, that's because I'm struggling. (laughs) But without you knowing this, Uh, I can say to you, yeah, sure, I am an accredited transformational coach Uh, and I've, you know, done this study and that course and spent this on personal development and, you know, I've had a few little struggles through life, blah, blah, blah. Um, It doesn't really give you a very good reason to listen in uh, because, you know, we all go through so many different things, but is anybody really empathetic like do they really kind of understand and yeah of course they do but if you're listening to something like this podcast or you're joining me in what I call the self-improvement room then I feel it's important for you to know that I do give a shit (laughs) I do care and I do empathize because I do know I do know what struggling feels like So as I said, without you knowing this about me, I can't possibly show you how far I've come and how much one person can change their life. So let me introduce myself. (laughs) For most of my life, I've been known as a singer-songwriter, Christy James. And for the most part, I was happy about that. And I built a very successful music career and I won a lot of awards for singing and recording and songwriting, performing and business. Um, but it wasn't always like that. I was born Christy Brady and I know I've had like three names and, uh, and 
as far back as I can remember, I've always sang. So I was literally a working musician at the age of 14. And when I say that, I'm talking like running school discos, running full talent quests at clubs. Like, I mean, seriously, who in their right mind, firstly, would believe that, but secondly, would let a 14 or 15-year-old run any kind of event at their club? But I had this kind of innate ability to be able to connect with people. So kind of just made it happen, even though I didn't particularly want to, which is something I'll get to. But uh, music really helped me through my traumatic childhood. And I don't go too much into my childhood, mainly for legalities. So I will just leave it at having an incredibly, incredibly difficult traumatic childhood. And, uh, you know, on the scale of one to 10 or zero to 10, it's like a nine. So music helped me through that time, but it kind of kept me partly tied to the trauma as well. Uh, but music also helped me through my divorce and when I was a single mum. So music's always been there, but it never really helped me with things like keeping the house tidy. <laughs> or going to um, getting to appointments on time or at all. Uh, it didn't help me with achieving any of my goals or being sensible with my money or being organised like even slightly or being motivated or believing in myself or remembering things. It didn't help me with that stuff. So beyond being a singer of some sort, I had no vision and God only knows how I was going to become a successful singer when I couldn't even get up successfully to execute the morning without using all of my spoons, <laughs> which by the way, if you haven't heard of the spoon theory, it's a theory made popular by Christine, I think it's Miserandon, I think it's pronounced, uh, for which people suffering from like an illness or neurodivergent. Um, so ADHD or, or ASD, they start their day with um, a certain amount of spoons in the morning and each spoon represents the amount of energy that you have for your daily tasks ahead. And at the time I didn't know I had ADHD but knowing that spoon theory now, I use almost all of my spoons <laughs> before breakfast and that's, you know, if I was up ready to look after my kids and the second half of my day with my very few spoons that I had left was me saying to the kids, mum's very tired still, even though it was 11am, maybe you should go back to bed. And uh, looking back on that, I, I hate that now. And please, if I say something that you are still doing, do not take offence. Um, if you're getting up at 11 and your children are waiting for you, you know, Sometimes we have to do what we can to cope. And even though I have changed the way that I live now, uh, I recognise that it was a difficult time and it was the, the only way I knew how to get through. So please don't feel bad if I say something that you do now uh, that 
that I did. <laughs> Sometimes I might still do. I hope that makes sense. Because collectively as a package, when you hear all of this stuff, it's the package that makes things so difficult or it's the package that makes things so bad, for lack of a better word. So I, uh, I was a mess of a human and I really felt like a failure like all of the time. I was a failure in my non-existent career, which I was sure that I would have from a very, very young age. I was a failure as a housewife because I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't, I was a wife, nothing to do with the house. <laughs> uh, I was a failure as a provider because I wasn't providing anything. And I was a failure as a daughter and a sister, but mostly I felt like a failure as a mum. Now, obviously, I look back and I don't think I'm a failure. I don't think I was a failure. But in my eyes at the time, I felt like a failure as a human. And you can probably, or not probably, but some of you might be able to relate to that. And uh, it's not the best feeling (laughs) in the world. I've since learned a lot about those feelings and where they come from and how incredibly easy it actually is to... uh, to just get rid of those but that's for another episode now you might think that I am overstating a lot of what I'm about to say or what I've already said for dramatical effect but I literally don't remember washing my bed sheets for more than like a handful of times in years not now I wash them every Sunday now uh I'd do them more if I could but every Sunday for now um but I never made my bed In fact, the first thing that I started to do to change my life was trying to make my bed. So I remember that was one of the first things that I did. But I would leave the dishes for like five days, six days. Sometimes I would just use every dish in the house so I didn't have to wash them. Now, if you're out there and that is you at the moment, I get that. And I know how difficult it is to get up. And just do it. Now, if you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking, that's disgusting, I'd never do that, then you are one of the lucky ones, like I say to my husband, because he is OCD when it comes to clean and he just naturally does that stuff. Some people naturally do that shit, some people naturally don't. So I was one of those who didn't. Uh, And like I said, it's easy to, well, I didn't say it, but I'm going to say it, it's easy to judge when you're uh, when you're sitting in the background. So I couldn't even get my kids to school on time. I never had matching socks for them if they even had any socks. I'd go grocery shopping and instead of unpacking the groceries, I would just put the grocery bags in the fridge, which I did get some value from because I now know that packets of chips or like rice crackers and stuff like that stay fresher way, way longer in the fridge and they actually taste better. Now, my husband thought I was crazy when I told him that and then he tried it and now his parents think he's crazy because he leaves stuff like his chips and and rice crackers and things like that in the fridge. If you have never tried that, don't say or don't think I'm crazy before you try it. But My point is I only knew about that because I couldn't be bothered putting away the groceries. Now, my son, 
God love him. He is 17 and he's going for his license on Monday. I cannot freaking believe that. But in kindergarten, I remember he came home one day and he had his Sorry, I'll take a moment. Um, like I said, I haven't really talked about this stuff in a long time. So he come home with his student representative badge on and he told me that his nanny had pinned it on him and he asked where I was and I didn't have an answer. Because the truth is I hadn't cleaned out his school bag. So I didn't see the note and uh, I missed out on on pinning that badge on him, which is, it was like his first major achievement. And even though I, I cut myself some slack usually, this one still is really painful for me. Now, don't get me wrong, I've been at every single school thing since probably. Um, I know that I pinned his Year 12 Prefect badge on him just uh, just recently and I know that I've been there for every award he has, he has gotten. Same with my daughter. But, you know, that a lot of that came from stemmed from guilt like I busted my ass to make sure that I was there because I I guess I was still trying to make up for when I wasn't now out of all of that pain that I've experienced like I said that's still the most painful thing for me to think about today but I as I said I move heaven and earth to, to get to the school these days Anyway, uh, so my life, yeah, it was a total shit show. I was gigging on the weekends and I was barely making enough money to survive. I'd never been shown how to budget my money or to set any goals or to create any systems. And I sure as shit did not know that you could create your own life. And I absolutely had no idea how important our thoughts were in that process because our thoughts are what create our life. And like I said, I'm going to go into that more in some other episodes, but I just kind of thought life happened to you. You wake up and live whatever the day brings. When the days started bringing me kids and divorces and all of that hard stuff, I thought to myself, "Mm, there has to be another way. Because I don't want what the day is bringing me at the moment. It's bringing me a lot of stuff I'm not wanting. Not saying that I didn't want my kids, but, you know, two was enough by the, by the age of like 23 or 24. So uh, I was just, at the time I thought I was lazy, but I was just lazy and my depressed butt was not ready to find it. Um I feel like I hadn't experienced enough pain to make the changes yet. Now, a lot of this that I suffered through, I didn't really attribute to, firstly, ADHD was way, way off the cards. I had no idea. 
uh, because a lot of my symptoms were masked from the trauma and PTSD that I had from my childhood. So, you know, I forgot to bring – I didn't have pens in high school. My poor best friend, I love her to death and I always will always remember this. She used to get pissed off with me but I would always ask her every day, you know, can I borrow a pen? She's like, God, like, what, what is going on that you don't have a pen, you know? And uh, I wished I could have told her at the time. Uh, anyway, she uh, she graciously gave me a pen every day. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm like this because, you know, of the life that I've lived and kind of still am living. And so, therefore, that whole ADHD thing was missed for many years. Uh, so one day, very early in... 2016, must have been seven years ago. So I did start dabbling in personal development probably really 12 years ago but like started to get that idea around personal development around then but didn't really delve too much into it, kind of watched the secret and then (laughs) forgot about it. But one day early in 2016, I can remember clear as day that I had the most awful, awful epiphany. And what I now refer to as my rock bottom moment. So I was doing a half-assed job of trying to clean something I'd spilt off the bathroom floor. I didn't even want to clean it. And right there in that moment that I I kind of just realized that my new husband, who is also a self-employed musician, and I would never own our own home and I would never be cleaning the floor of my own bathroom. In fact, I'd be cleaning the floor of somebody else's bathroom forever. And I'd never be a successful singer and I was destined to live pay to pay. Now, if you know anybody that is a musician, unless they're incredibly famous, <laughs> when you've got two in the family, it makes it almost impossible to, to buy a home, to get a loan, to do anything really. And so right now, right at this very moment, I'm still cleaning that same bathroom floor of the uh, house that I rent because I lost my first one in my divorce. But that's why we're waiting for our dream house to be built. So they actually just started building our home in April 11th, it was. And for me, that's that's another overwhelming thing. That um, That's more like happy tears. So... Uh, we're, yeah, we're building our, our dream home and that that was born, you know, through that rock bottom moment. Um, I was just like, yeah, how am I ever going to get there? So that was the day I made a promise to myself. I made a commitment to spend every single day improving. Now, I didn't have to do a lot every day, just something. And if I failed, I promised to try again the next day. But there was really something different about that time. And I've kind of I've learned a lot about what it was. And that day I committed. I committed so hard with so much intention that it really changed who I was. And since then, my thought process every day has been, you know, what else is there? How can I do this better? How can I enjoy this more? How else can I be organized? So it's always this constant thought process. And uh, the thought process is really, has really been the key. So every time 
things wouldn't work out for me, I would use that bathroom floor moment as my anchor. And I would think about the day that I was on my hands and knees sobbing, sobbing at the failure that I was, sobbing at the failure that I was not expecting I'd be. And I knew no matter what, I didn't want to feel like that ever again. So I went out and I got my journal on the 3rd of April 2016 and I wrote in it. And that was the start of my journey. And I started listening to The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, a lady from Melbourne who swept the globe with uh, with her creation of, of The Secret, which was based on the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And that's where it snowballed for me. And thanks to my undiagnosed ADHD at the time, I found that rabbit hole and I'm still digging in it eight years later and I still freaking love it to this day. Actually, when I was younger, I did a diploma of community services. Almost finished it but become pregnant with my son and that was the excuse, the only excuse I needed to give up. But I'd always had a passion for helping others. I just had to help myself first. As I said, the first change that I made or committed to was just making my bed every morning. No, I didn't care if there was an earthquake. I was making that freaking bed. And when I didn't feel like it, I thought about my kids and I thought about that day <laughs> scrub on the bathroom floor on the house that I would uh, never own and I made the damn bed. And I can tell you now, I make my bed without any drama. In fact, if I don't make my bed, I feel... Feel the, the other way, the other way, the way that I used to. It's a, um, I guess it's a habit so ingrained in me now. But eight years later, 120 books later, around 100 grand in education, three psychologists, one psychiatrist, a clinical child psychologist, a pediatrician. A partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> Not to mention my coaching accreditations, my mentors in music, in business, and in personal development. I can say that I am a different person. But after all that, would you believe that in just recent weeks I have stumbled onto something that would have changed all of that in. God, probably in an instant, really, which I'm very excited to talk to you about in future episodes. So make sure you're going to stick around for that. Uh, But back to what my life was. So after all of that, uh, I am one very different human being. And I'm really proud of who I am today. I'm proud of the mum I am. I'm proud of the person I am. I'm proud of the wife I am. Not every day. Some days I suck as a human being, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, we're allowed to have those days. As long as most of our days are filled with feeling good about ourselves, uh, I think that we can have a great life experience if we if we come from that angle. I get frustrated because I feel like they forgot to teach us at school that we can live intentionally and design our own life. I mean, it's just something that I just never really understood. We can create systems and set goals if you want to work to achieve them, although I kind of have a funny 
view on goals these days as well. <laughs> Again, another episode. Uh, but we can manifest the life that we want. And I continue to work on, on being the best version of myself every day. And, you know, this stuff saved my life and it changed the course of my kids' lives. And that's why it's so important for me to share with you guys what I've learned uh, because, gosh, I just see so much potential for people to live an amazing life and they just don't understand that it's, it can be done. It is possible. And trust me, like I said, I know that this shit can be hard and that's why I am I don't know if I'd say against but I don't always agree with the gurus who say just be happy just be positive just have positive thoughts just create happiness out of thin air like it's it's almost like they've never been through a day of shit in their life so I get that I get that it's a struggle and that's why I want to be a voice in this space because I do get that and I have been there and I came out the other side and I love my life but more than that I love who I am and I love me and so, so many people can't say that and that's where a lot of our struggles start, those thoughts that we have about ourselves. So if you're listening I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart, it does not matter where you are right now in your life, you can definitely be somebody else. Well, you can be different. You can be whoever you want to be. It's just a choice. It really, really is. And that doesn't mean it's easy. And you know what my kids say to me now? If I give them some advice, they say, well, we can't all be perfect and happy and positive like you. We weren't born like that. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I think, oh boy, if you could only remember. Look, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's shit glad they can't remember. But it does make me think that. But yeah, I, uh, I'm not the person that I was. And even though I say I'm embarrassed or feel very vulnerable talking about this stuff I do it because I know that there are other people out there experiencing the same thing and I'm not saying that you're a bad person because you can't do this or you're a lazy person because you can't do that that's not the message here that's absolutely not the message here the message is that no matter how much you are struggling right now no matter how hard it is for you, no matter how lazy you feel, no matter how much of a failure you think you might be, my message is you're not. You are only who you think you are. And you can change that. And I only know that because I've done it. And I've helped others do it. And trust me when I say, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I truly, truly believe that if I can do it, anybody can do it. All right, it is time to answer a question. I'm only going to do one question today because it's a pretty big one and, uh, and I want to answer it for this person. 
in detail. Well, as much as I can. But I do have to remind you that, again, this is just my opinion. And it is just my advice. So if you do want to make some changes, I suggest you do your own research. And if you're feeling like you need some more guidance and you're feeling like you're in a place of poor mental health at the moment, then make sure you seek some help. All right, so each week you guys send me in questions and I do my very best to give you advice that will hopefully be some sort of guidance or somewhere for you to at least start. Now, it's just that. It's just advice. You can take it or leave it. What you do with it is totally up to you. And if you do have a question for the show, then you can send it in. I will leave the link in the show notes. And if you want to be a part of our community, I will leave the link for that as well. So you can receive some of my personal notes each week. Uh, little tips, a little bit more advice to, to help you create the life that you desire. All right, here is this week's question. Since listening to Abraham for a long time, Esther speaks about the path of least resistance, feeling good, things flowing and being easy. I believed that I could grow without pain, although this has not been my experience. So here is my question. Do you believe in growth without pain? Oh, that's, oh, let me tell you something. I would have had a very different answer a couple of weeks ago to what I have today. So my question firstly back to you is where do you think pain comes from? And this is, this is a question for all of you guys to think about where, where is pain coming from? And then I would ask if pain comes from feelings which originate from thought. And, you know, sometimes you're not just going through emotional pain. You, you might be going through physical pain because of the life that you've chosen because it's, you know, throwing these physical elements in there as well. Uh, and that's what this person went on to say is, you know, it's, it's quite physically challenging and I'm constantly out of my comfort zone and I enjoy the life, but I'm needing to constantly adjust, adjust to new environments. They said, I can see I'm becoming a different person through living in the fear zone and being physically uncomfortable at times. Now, what I want to say is that, you know, they say thoughts become things. Okay, so I get that and it kind of makes sense. But on a deeper level, everything that you experience is from your thoughts. Now, if you think that something is fearful, then that is clearly the way you are reacting to it. And they did this experiment where... <sighs> It was this coach's job to stop people from, you know, being scared of spiders. And they hooked people up to a monitor, a heart rate monitor, 
they said there are no spiders in the building right now, but we will be bringing in big spiders. And instantly their heart rate just raised. Heart rate just went off the charts. And that showed, that proved that it was just their thought about that spider that was scaring them. Anyway, they went through the transformation afterwards. They were able to hold spiders without their heart rate moving at all. But one thing that that experiment showed is that it's not their fear of spiders, rather their thinking around spiders. I believe that we're all connected to the same universal mind. And I think that's where intuition comes from. And I think that's where our most of our amazing kind of ideas come from. Uh, and I think we all have in the in us the ability to grow um, and the ability to change and the ability to achieve. Now, do I think you can do that without pain? Here's the thing. I think that pain is created from your perception of the world. It's created from your thought process. So for me, pain through my lens may look completely different to what pain looks like through your lens. So sometimes you might experience what you feel is pain with growth and sometimes you might not. I don't think there is a right or wrong way for you to grow. I just think there is your way. So have a bit of a sit with that and I hope that answers your question (laughs) a few weeks ago I would have said no absolutely not I do not think you can grow without pain (laughs) but I have since learned and I have since really resonated with the idea that our thoughts are what create our world at a fundamental level and I can have a million different thoughts but I get to choose which ones I breathe life into so if our thoughts are creating our world then We're creating our own experience, which means we have way more control than we think we do. And you can grow with or without pain. just depends on what you're thinking and what you think pain is. So, yeah, I'm so sorry if that doesn't feel clear. It's a new thing that I'm actually sitting with myself. Um, But again, it's something that I completely am resonating with. So... In the next couple of uh, episodes, I will start to touch on those ideas that I've got around around thoughts and feelings and pain and reality <laughs> um, and non-reality. So, yeah, there's your answer. And I hope that it helps. And if you've got a question, anybody else out there, if you've got a question, send them in for me so I can answer it for you on the show. And uh, we'll leave the link in the show notes for you all right until next week stay safe stay well and know that you've got whatever tools you need to change your life